Greystone is my family's home because God's changed all of our lives here. My kids have grown up here. They know all the volunteers. Um, they've seen, I've seen subtle differences in how they've grown to know who God is and what he's done for each of us. God changed my life here. I came to salvation here. And that's the biggest reason why we're here is that we, this is home because God has shown to us that this is where we need to be. They say home is where the heart is. Um, and when I'm here, my, my heart is happy. My heart is at ease. Uh, my heart is filled with the love of God. And I need that in my life and I keep coming back. We find it home because of the welcoming people here and just the genuine personalities and the care that we felt when we came here and they take you as you are. We're not perfect. We're not perfect, and we don't expect anyone else to be. And so, um, yeah, it started off where we're three minutes away. It's close, and then we came here, and we're like, the children's ministry is great. Our kids are singing about Jesus. They're learning about Jesus. There are lessons for us to go over with them at home. And um, for us, there's opportunity for um, outreach to not just serve in our church, but to serve um, in the surrounding neighborhoods, to serve even out of the country. And that's huge. So Greystone is home for us. And actually, I also did like the fact that how when it came time to pick up the kids, the kids usually were, they wanted to stay. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. All right, well, if you are already a part of Greystone Church, welcome home. If you're new to Greystone, then, then welcome to our house. We're so glad that you're here. My name is Jonathan. I'm one of the pastors. I'd like to welcome our Walton campus, our Coney campus, everybody who's watching online. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I missed you guys last Sunday. Uh, last Sunday, it was a little bit weird for me because we, we streamed the, the message that I pre-recorded uh, online for everybody to watch on our YouTube channel. If you don't have the YouTube channel, download it. It's youtube.com slash Church. But it's a little bit weird for me watching myself on TV preaching the message, and especially with other people in the room uh, with me. But I, it was great, though, because it was just in our pajamas watching, watching the service. So if you can't make it to church, that, that's, that's a good option uh, for people. I want to update you as we finished up last year. I want to update you on our Christmas offering. Our goal was $200,000. Uh, so far, we've had $194,039.96 come in. So we can praise God for that. That is huge. And uh, so I want to thank everybody for giving. Uh, we are going to be able to do our, our three projects. Uh, so we're going to build the, the water system structures down in Honduras for all the kids that we are supporting and sponsoring down there. We're going to send money to plant churches uh, in Scotland. And also we're going to start an internship program to help reach the next generation for Christ. So thank you so much uh, for giving. Uh, not only are we giving the money to these things, but we're actually going on these mission trips. I want to let you know of the mission trips we have in the summer of 2019. And I want you to pray about going. Some of you have never thought of yourself as a missionary. I want you to pray about going. So we have three trips, uh, and there's going to be an informational meeting next Sunday after this service, after the second service at all of our campuses. Uh, if you're interested in any of these trips at all, please come to the meeting. Uh, we're going to Cudachiva, Brazil, June 20th through 29th. 
It's a great trip for the whole family. Our, our family went uh, on this trip. Uh, our kids have been several times. Uh, we're working with the Duns down there, Jim and Mary Jane Dunn, long-term missionaries that we support. We're doing sports camps uh, with the kids in the orphanages and, and in the uh, impoverished areas of the city. And so that, that's a great trip. Then we're going to Judicolpa, Honduras, July 13th through 19th. Uh, this is a trip for 16 years and up. If you're 13 through 15, you can go if you're with your parents or one of your parents comes. We're going to be working with our church down there that we're sponsoring where all the compassion kids are. You're going to have an opportunity to meet your compassion child. Uh, we're doing sports camps and parties and all of that down there. And then we're going to Edinburgh, Scotland, July 19th through 26th. This is an adult-only trip. It's an evangelistic trip. We're going to be partnering with Pastor Robert Bell there in Livingston. He's planted a church, so we're going to be in the community doing street cafes, sharing the gospel, reaching out to people, and helping them grow the church. So we have an informational meeting next Sunday for all of these mission trips. I want you to consider going. There's information on our website. You can email Jennifer at graystonechurch.com. So Today we're getting a brand new series called Home. Every time we do a new series, we have a Bible reading plan that goes with it. We want to encourage everybody to read the Bible uh, every day. The Word of God does not return void. This is what changes our lives. And so you can pick up the reading plan at guest services, or you can go to the Greystone app. It's under Home. And so we'll start that tomorrow. Now there's a big difference between a house and a home. So the house is the structure. The house is, is the foundation, the bricks, the walls, the, the floors, the fixtures, all of that. The home is the love. The home is the family. The home is the relationships, the commitments that we have uh, with one another. It's, it's doing life together. It's, it's, our, it's being family, our kids growing up together and, and building memories. There's a big difference between a house and, and a home. Our family just moved into a new house about three months ago. It's not a new house. It's actually a house that's 14 years old. And I was thinking about this the other day, and I was telling my kids, somebody else has been living in our house for 14 years. That's just kind of strange, right? Because this is like, like our house. But it didn't really feel like our house at, at first because somebody else had been living there. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a fixer-upper, so... New carpet put in. All the walls were painted, of course, gray, right? Because that's the, the, the color to paint your house. Uh, we painted all the trim, the, the ceilings. We've got new light fixtures. We began to move in our front. We've moved our furniture in. And uh, we're beginning to decorate the walls, you know, slowly but surely. But it, but it didn't really feel like our house. And our kids did, didn't like it. Because our old house was, was, was their house, right? Like that, that's their home. That's, the, that's where they grew up. That's the house that, that built them. That's the only house that Jesse, our 10-year-old, has lived in her whole life. Like she was born in the house. Like not, she wasn't born in, in the house at the kitchen table and uh, scissors. Uh, but that's where she came back to, right? I mean, that was her house. And our first night in the new house, Jesse's up, up, in, up in her bedroom and there was a little bit of a bug problem. And the very first night, this uh, Big Daddy Longleg spider fell from the ceiling right on top of her onto the bed. She didn't want to sleep in her bed, so of course she's sleeping in Julia's room, right, to start with. Our kids didn't even see the house, our older kids, because they were at college, right? They didn't even see the house till we, till we moved into the house. 
But it's beginning to feel like our house. We had Christmas at, at the house, and it's, it's finally beginning to feel like, like it's our house. We have great neighbors. We're becoming good friends with the Green, Steve and Tracy Green and Jackson Green. They're longtime members of Greystone Church, and they live right next door. And I affectionately call Steve, Steve the neighbor. And uh, my kids kind of kept saying, you know, Steve the neighbor. And finally, my son Jolene's like, Dad, we've known Steve Green for like 10 years. Why do you keep calling him Steve the neighbor? But it's just, it's just kind of become one of those things. And so we have all kinds of adventures with Steve the neighbor and, and Jackson, like chopping down trees. We, we probably chopped down like 15, 20 trees and chainsaws. And we're building fires. And, and at least once a week, we build a fire and we do s'mores out by the fire, and of course you got to have the, the copper mug, you know, put, put the chilled copper mug with the milk. We're, we're in a war with the squirrels. We're trying to relocate the, the squirrels, and so I'm, I'm, I'm moving the squirrels from Walton County to Gwinnett County, so if you live in Gwinnett County, we're bringing the squirrels uh, to you. And there's always something going on in, in, our, in our house there. There's, just, there's always an adventure, and so New Year's Eve... It's in the morning, and Jennifer's looking out the window, and she says, there's this, this huge bird in our backyard, and it's like too fat to fly. And our dog's out there, Kobe, and he chases the bird into the pool. She said, Jonathan, the, the, the bird's drowning. He, the bird can't swim. So I go running out there, and I get the net, you know, and I, I rescue the bird, and I save the bird. And Jesse's happy, you know, we've saved the bird. And, and so... A couple of hours later, Jackson comes from next door, and he says, hey, have y'all seen my bird? We're like, oh, is that your bird? He said, yeah, I got 13 quail. I brought home 13 quail from South Carolina. And I think Steve was bringing them home to cook them, but uh, Jackson brought them home. I was like, what are you going to do with these? He said, they're pets. And so, so Jackson had 13 quail in the backyard on this brush pile, okay, but there's no fence or anything. So he's trying to keep them all. He sat out there all day, but then the quail were, were getting away, but they're so well-fed they couldn't fly. <laughs> I got a picture here of Jackson with, it, with it, the one quail that's left. This, this was the one quail that was left. Well, he's gone now. Like they're, they're all, you know, have found their own, own home. But it has been great having great neighbors. Because great neighbors and the relationships help make a great home. Church is a lot like a house. Because church is not the building. Church is not the stage, the screens, the sound system, the chairs, the, all the kids' area, the, the children's equipment. It's not the, the, the brick and mortar. It's not the, the walls. The church is the people. The church is the relationships. The church is the, the family of faith who, who has the common bond of faith in Jesus Christ. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades or the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell will not overcome it. When Jesus says that he was building his church, church. He wasn't talking about a building. He was talking about a people of God, a fellowship of believers, a family of faith 
who's going to glorify God and, and do life together. 1 Peter 3, 8 says, and, and now this word to all of you, you should be like one big happy family, full of sympathy toward each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. The apostle Paul says the church, Greystone Church, should be like one big happy family. God is our heavenly father, and we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And a family loves each other no matter what. Like, at the end of the day, a family loves each other no matter what. Greystone is a family. We are a church family. This is our house. This is our home. We love each other no matter what. We take care of each other. If someone in our family is in need... We help them. It's a part of being a family. It's a part of loving and, and caring for each other. If someone in our family is struggling, we're there for them. We stick by each other no matter what. If somebody in our family is missing, like their seat's empty, we reach out to them. We want to find out if they're okay. So, so in our little family... We have Jennifer and I, we're the, we're the mom and dad, right? And then we have a son, Jolan, and Julia, and, and Jesse, and we get together around the family table. Well, if one of the seats is empty, <laughs> let's just say Jolan's not there. And Jolan is supposed to be there. It's like, well, where's Jolan? We're going we're gonna to try to reach out and find him, right? So, so first, we're going to text him, which is, that's what the kids do, right? You, you text each other. If he doesn't respond to that, we're going we're to call him. If we can't get a hold of him, which is the case a lot of times, we begin to call his friends. Hey, Grayson Gavlick, have you seen Jolin? Oh, yeah, he's sitting right here next to me playing a video game. Okay, we'll tell him to call us, okay? Like, like if, if, if someone in the family's missing, we want to reach out to them. If someone in our church family's missing and we hadn't seen them in a while, we want to reach out to them and see how they're doing. Now, there's many different descriptions in the Bible of the church. Uh, Jesus was the master storyteller, and he was a master at illustrations. Uh, he said the church is, is the body of Christ. The church is a flock of sheep. Uh, the church is a team. But I love this illustration. The church is a family. And where the family gathers is our home. Like, this is our home. And Graystone Church is blessed. We're blessed to have three homes. I don't know if you guys realize this or not. We have three permanent campuses. We have three homes. We have a home in Gwinnett County. We have a home in Walton County. And we have a home in Oconee County. We have three homes. Lord willing, I've been praying about this for a long time, is we're, we're going to have a beach home. Right? We're, we're going to have beach campus. And I'm going to figure out some kind of way where I can be the campus pastor of, of the beach campus. Maybe we'll have a lake home. Maybe we'll have a lake house. So we had a, a family visiting here Christmas Eve. They'd moved to Lake Oconee, and they were back on, on Christmas Eve, and they, they just wanted to come to Greystone. And they said, this is just, this is just our home. 
And they've been calling me regularly and reaching out, wanting us to start a campus at Lake Oconee. He said, doesn't that sound good? Lake Oconee, Greystone, Lake Oconee campus? I said, yeah, that sounds great. But do you have a house for us? Like, you have a building for us at, at Lake Oconee? And he said, well, we know this building. It's for sale. It's about $2 million. I was like, well, we got to take care of the three homes we have now <laughs> before we can add a fourth home. But keep praying. Keep praying. And he said, this is home. And we haven't been able to find anything else like Greystone. And we had a lot of people come Chris, uh, Christmas Eve. We had close to 3,000 people uh, at Greystone on Christmas Eve. And a lot of people had moved away but they wanted to be at Greystone for Christmas Eve because it feels like home. Like this is, this is home. And there's two things I get all the time when, when first-time visitors come to Greystone Church, and we have first-time uh, visitors every Sunday. Uh, two things they'll tell me. They sense the presence of God when they walk through the doors of the church, and it feels like home. And I absolutely love that, that, that Greystone feels like home. 2018 was a great year uh, for Greystone because we had so many people join our family. So many people become a part of the Greystone uh, family. And we also had, had folks who had left Greystone who had come back to, to Greystone because this is their, this is their home. And one of those families, a real good friends of mine, Steve and Kim Sexton, I asked them to share their story with us, so we've had that on video. Okay, so we are Kim and Steve Sexton. We have been uh, members, members of Greystone for, for a, a long, long time. And so we were learning a lot, growing a lot, and um, actually uh, was baptized. Uh, we got baptized with Kim and the kids, our, our son, Drew, and our daughter, Caitlin, all at one time in the warehouse 2009. in 2009. We, we decided once, it was in 2012, that we were going to just take a small break. So we took a little break from church, and then uh, that small break turned into a six-year break. And, you know, and until the storms come, you do. You feel like you've got it down. Everything's smooth. Everything's smooth, yeah. When the waters are, are not rough, there's no, reason to, there's no reason to get up and go to church on a Sunday morning. At least that's the way we were looking at it. Then he, we didn't come back right away. He gave us signs along the way that... We didn't probably pay attention to right away, but as I look back, they were they were all the way, just they kept coming to us one by one. We knew we needed to get back into church. It's been this last February, probably January, mid-January, we started having that conversation with ourselves again. We, we, we tried a couple of other churches, and we found one that was a great church, a nice church, a big church, reaching a lot of people for Christ, doing great work. And we loved it, and we, we told ourselves, well, we feel at home here, but the truth is we didn't feel at home. We felt comfortable there because we could hide. You know, during this past year, we, we've both been hearing God, you more so than me. Every little thing led us up to it, and then you went to Rhonda's women's group, right? The women's conference came. Rhonda had actually posted it on Facebook, and I saw it. And I told myself in the beginning that it was something I needed to do, and every time... I kept saying, no, I'm not going to go. And I talked myself out of it probably 10 different times. And each time I did, God would place an answer and telling me, no, I needed to go. 
it just really was leading me back to home. I knew when I left that conference that this is, this is my home and this is where I needed to be. It was very, very direct. And so then you talked me into coming back. And I... Well, talked me into it. You said I, you wanted to, yes. and I said whatever and you And after did. the conference, I knew that that Sunday, it was... First, I thought, well, we'll work our way back in. And no, that... I woke up that Sunday morning, and it was a direct... It was just a direct call from God to tell me, I have to go now. It, this is the Sunday, and I need to go. We both need to go. And we did. I thought that... You know, folks would say, good to see you, shake your hand, how you been, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what to expect, and that, that, that was the best I was hoping for, but man, oh man, it was different. But the moment we got out of the car, I walked in and I saw a lot of people, a lot of people I don't know. As the band came out, um, Kyle came out, and of course, Kyle being Kyle, he's the most laid-back guy in the world. He's not super demonstrable, but, and he came out and he kind of pointed, he saw, saw us immediately, pointed and winked and kind of gave us a nod, and that, that made me feel really good. But if there's one thing I do know for sure, is God was telling us to come home. When you when you reach a valley and you're in a dark place and and you have to, as Rhonda would say, you have to put on your armor and you gotta you gotta surround yourself with your spiritual family. And if you do, you'll you'll make it through. You just will. It's like we told told Jonathan, I said, you know, it's good to be home and as and as long as I'm welcome through those doors. This, this will definitely be my home. <laughs> I, 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 love what, I love what Kim says. She, says. she says it's time to go home. It's time to go home. And I remember the first Sunday that, 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 that they were back. And uh, I normally, we all kind of have our assigned seats or with seats, places we like to sit. And I know where everyone likes to sit. So if you're not here, I know you're not here because I can look in your seat. Um, but we, I sit over here and Steve always sat right here first service. And he was over there, and I, I walked over during the worship, gave him a hug, and, and I said, welcome home. And I said, we were, we were saving the seat for you. But somebody else has taken their seat and bumped him to the front row, so now, he, now he's front row first service. But I love what he said, that, that as long as I'm welcome and as long as the doors are open, th- this is, this is gonna, going to be our home. And I said, you're always welcome at Greystone. And... Uh, now, Jennifer and I, we love to travel. I don't know how many of you guys love to travel, but we like to see new places. And seeing new places is, is great for your brain, just kind of getting out of your routine and seeing new places and, and seeing new things. But, and we've been blessed to be able to go all over the world. But after you're somewhere for about four or five days or like a week, it's like time to go home because there's no place like home. And I like to sleep in my own bed, and I like to wake up, and we have our, you know, we make our coffee a certain way, and we've got the French vanilla creamer, and, you know, I've got my, got my routines. It's just great to, it's great to be home. There's no place like home. Uh, Jennifer and I love to visit other churches. We like to, to go to other churches and learn from other churches, and it's great to, to have no responsibility at church and, like, just show up like show up late and leave early. Um, but there's no place like Greystone. Greystone is our home. This is our family. These, these are the people that we love and that we're doing life with. And no matter how difficult things get, and this past year has been a, been a challenging year for us because our church has been under attack from the enemy, but this is our home. 
This is the place we love. We're not, we're not going anywhere because we are we're family. We're doing life together. There's no place like home. You know, a lot of uh, pastors uh, go to these church growth conferences. They read books on church growth. What's the latest and greatest? You know, who, who can we model our church after? The best church to model after is the church in the Bible. And this is, this is who Greystone Church is modeled after. The very first church, uh, Acts chapter 2, uh, the Holy Spirit has come at Pentecost. Peter stands up. He preaches his first sermon. They had their first church service. 3,000 people come to know Christ and are baptized that day. The early church was about the same size as Greystone Church across all of our campuses. And here's a description of, of the early church. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe. Many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions and to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added their number daily, those who were being saved. I, I want to point out four actions as it relates to the church being a home and being a family. The first one is they were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship. They were committed to fellowship. Fellowship is, is our Christian friendships, our Christian relationships, our relationships with other people in the church, other brothers and sisters in Christ. Fellowship is one of the four pillars of worship. And as you see in the first verse there, the apostles' teaching, which is every Sunday we, we teach the the Word of God, the breaking of bread, the Lord's Supper, prayer, and fellowship. Fellowship is a relationship with one another. It's one of the reasons we gather on Sundays for worship. You know, last Sunday I was sitting in my living room in my pajamas watching the service, and I thought, well, we could do this every Sunday. Like, I could pre-record this message. Maybe I could be at the beach. And I thought... Well, then we would have no fellowship. We would have no relationships. I mean, the reason, one of the main reasons we come together on Sundays is the fellowship, the relationships, the loving one another, the caring for one another. The world that we live in is such a social media-driven world where do you really know people? Where the church, we, we gather together. We are committed to fellowship. They were devoted to Fellowship. Now, the first step towards fellowship, if I want to have fellowship with someone, the first step towards fellowship is to meet someone, to get to know their name. And so one of the things we're going to do, and I might get a little pushback on this because we've never done this before at Greystone Church, but it's a new year, right? We're going to do new things. God's doing something new. I'm going to ask everyone for the, during the home series to wear a name tag. And I see some people already got your name tags on. 
So I want you to pull out the name tag that was in your seat. Go ahead right now, everyone, and pull it out. And go ahead and write your name on your name tag. Everyone's going to thank me for this. Okay? So I'm going to write my name, Jonathan. Write your name on your name tag. And then I want you to put it on. Like as high as possible so it's easy for people to see. And the reason you're going to thank me for this is because there's people that you've been going to church with for years, and you have absolutely no idea what their name is. And you talk to them every Sunday, and you say, hey, dude. Hey, man, what's up? Hey, you. How are you doing? Well, this is your chance to learn their name. I can't tell you how many times over the last few months I've been introducing people that have been coming to church for years and years and years, and they've never met, and they don't know each other. We want to learn each other's names. We want to get to know one another. We're brothers and sisters in Christ, and I realize we're, we're a big church, and it's hard to get to know everybody, but you can at least get to know the people who sit around you, Right? And so after the service, this is what I want you to do. Instead of like rushing to get your kids and being the first one out of here and, you know, beating the traffic, I want you to hang out in here for like two minutes. We're calling the two-minute drill, okay? So for two minutes, don't talk to anyone you know. I want you to talk to people you don't know. Meet somebody you've never met before or get somebody's name and it's going to be mutual, okay? Because they can't remember your name either, okay? So it's no big deal. Look at their name tag. Hey, you're Kyle. I thought I knew you. I'm Jonathan, if you didn't know. You might be thinking, well, he's the guy who speaks on Sundays. Well, my name's Jonathan, so I'm going to wear my name tag. And so we're going to get to know each other. And we're going to wear our name tags for the whole month, Okay? Well, can we do that? Can we get to know each other? See, I've been doing this church thing for a long time. I don't think people are looking for a friendly church. And I think we're a friendly church. I mean, we have great parking team and greeters and ushers and, and uh, coffee bar workers. We have great children's people. I think we're a, friend, we're a friendly church. People aren't looking for a friendly church. People are looking for friends. They're looking for relationships, people to do life together. I mean, they're looking for people who we have this common bond, this faith in Jesus Christ, and let's do life together. Let's, let's grow in our faith together. Let's be a family of faith who truly loves and cares for each other. And it begins with knowing someone's name and then building a relationship with them and getting to know them and becoming friends and good friends, and then good friends become family. And family's there for each other. And family notices if, if the person that normally sits around you isn't there, you're going to reach out to them, see how they're doing. They were devoted to fellowship. Secondly, they met together regularly. It says daily they met in the temple courts. Like they gathered for worship every day. 
It'd be hard for us to do that, but we gather every week. We gather for worship every week. And I challenged our church last Sunday. The average churchgoer goes to church 18 times a year, one and a half times a month. And I challenged our church. I said, I want to challenge you to come three times a month, 36 times. And a lot of people are like, well, that's not very much, 36 times. Well, if you came 36 times, then maybe make your goal 40 times. I'm going to come 40 times, or maybe it's 44 times, or, or 48 times, whatever. Commit to gathering for worship, meeting together. It says also that, that they shared meals in each other's homes, and we do this as well. We have, we have small group. Our small groups meet in people's homes. We're a big, big, happy family but it's our small group is our immediate family. Like these are the people that we're breaking bread together and doing life with and, and praying for one another and caring for one another. If you haven't joined a small group, I want to encourage you to find a small group. We're going to kick off small group signups next Sunday. It says in Hebrews 10, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The third thing I see that the early church did, and I absolutely love this one, is they broke bread together. They shared a meal together. And there's just something special about sharing a meal with somebody else. And I do this in all of my small groups. Our, our men's small group, we go eat breakfast breakfast, share a meal together. Our couple small group, we rotate to different houses, and who's ever hosting, they provide a, a meal. We break bread together. And I got to thinking about this, and as, as we were preparing this, this series, I thought, what if the whole church shared a meal together? And so we're going to do it. This is old school. We're going to have an old school potluck brunch. On January 27th, every service, every campus, we're going to have tables in here, round tables. We're all going to sit around the table together. Everybody's going to bring a covered dish. Can we do that? We're going to bring a covered dish. We have a huge buffet, and we're just going to sit around the table and break bread together and share a meal together and get to know each other. And don't worry, we're going to have the name tags on. Okay? So you're going to, you know... You're going to get to, it's going to be fun. It's old school. I'm old school. You know, I got my, I like, I like a hard copy of the Bible. We're going, we're going old school with this potluck, January 27th, all of our services, going to be fun. And then the last thing is they shared their resources and they gave to anyone who had a need. You know, the church, we're family. If somebody's in need, we want to take care of them. We care for one another. We, we, love, for, we love each other. Like we're, if we know somebody's hurting, we need to reach out to them and, and spend some time with them. We're a family. We share with each other. We care for one another. And the results, God was glorified. It said they praised God. God was glorified. They enjoyed the favor of all the people, not just the relationships they had with each other, but they enjoyed favor 
in the community. Their family grew. It says the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved, so lives were being changed for all eternity. You know, at the end of the day, what's most important? Like, maybe you've had some time to think about this. I think about these things. At the end of the day, what's the most important thing? It's family, is it not? It's our relationships. It's our relationship with God, our Heavenly Father, our relationship with our family, our relationship with our church family. At the end of the day, the most important thing is relationships. God is our Heavenly Father. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're family. So the application today is to make grace down your church home. And for some of you, this is already your home, and it's been your home, and you're just saying, hey, this is still our home. For others of you, say, hey, we want Greystone to be our church home. But making Greystone your church home, it's not just putting your name on a piece of paper. It's not just getting on the mass email list. It's not just saying, hey, this is where we're going to church. You're making a commitment. You're making a commitment to God, and you're making a commitment to each other. And you're saying, you know what? I'm going to be there for you just as much as you're going to be there for me. And family, we love each other no matter what. And we do life together. And so that's my hope and prayer, that you would make Greystone your church family in 2019. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you so much that you created us for fellowship. You created us as relational beings. Uh, you created us, God, that, that we're not to live this life alone. You said it's not good for man to be alone. Uh, you created us for fellowship, and you created us for relationships. And we thank you for the church. We thank you that you instituted the church, and you, you want us to do life together. God, I thank you that we have brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you that we can have a group of people to be family, to do life together. And I pray for our church, God. I pray that we would get to know each other, that we would learn each other's names, that we truly would uh, have deep relationships that are, that are centered around you, that, that the common bond that all of us have, we, we may have different interests and live in different parts of the community, but our common bond is, is, is our faith in you. And I pray for our fellowship, God. I pray for our family. And I pray that, that the Greystone family uh, would bring you uh, much honor and glory. And we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.